When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sign up and deposit up to £50 and Ladbrokes will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. Follow the link to bet.chelseapodcast.net. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Chelsea. It's me, Kerry, and I'm joined by the man who's been away with just about everybody in his family to Antigua, Mr. Andy Saunders. Now, is this true? Your whole family just turned up out of the blue? My whole family turned up. Yeah, it's about three days into my holiday. Tap on the shoulder. All right. We're all here. And they'd all decided, because that's their, their idea of humour, to sort of turn up and surprise us. Were they on the run? Or I don't know, maybe. You said money had been exchanged hands in Spain or something. Yeah. And so, because yeah, you, you are one of the families of Essex, aren't you? Indeed, yeah. yeah. Essex Central. They're all West Ham fans. So, so they- it, was all, it was all West Ham shorts and, you know, pasty white chest yeah it was uh it was um yeah it was good it was good it was good but it was a surprise you don't like surprises do you don't like surprises no don't like surprises well you don't know why it's sporting chelsea then because we're having a few at the moment very nice segue like that. oh yes okay and the other man we've got is a man of few words he's known as gabble gabble hayes in the words of the flintstones it's gary hayes that's enough thank you moving on right so let's <laughs> hello bit, bit poorly aren't you gary <coughs> I am. Hopefully, yeah. you can't talk too much. Oh no, I've taken plenty of folk throat sweets. So folk sweets for an hour. Yeah, Italy. It's all going to go Bob Seger. Yeah. It is. It's, yeah. Don't you get him onto that Brian Fallon if you're not careful in just, a minute? Just don't get your axe and try to cut the wires like you did at the uh, festival to Bob Dylan when he went electric. So you talking about? Very good. Very good. Newport yeah. festival. Yeah, see, Newport. Was that sixty-five? Yeah. 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 Amazing. Eat your pineapple chunk. Trying to get um, vitamin C in me. Gary is eating pineapple chunks, which of course is a no-no. For your pleasure. Other people have been I sacked. You've been, you've been you're talking to chunks. You've not been well yourself, have you? No, no. But you know, I'm here. You know, and hoping I'll feel all right for tonight. Yes. For the game, which we will get on to shortly. But before that, I think we should probably go back in time, just over a week ago, when actually we were supposedly 
finished as a club, as a team, as a squad, as players. Conte had no chance, even though everything he told us was, we are going to get through this. There's a lot of work to do. Do we believe him a bit more now after this last week? Because the West Brom game, people were saying that was it. It was going to be his last game. And there were actual respected journalists who were saying, it's unlikely he'll come through this. Well, I think we'd conceded seven goals in the previous two games against Bournemouth and uh, Watford and, and have scored seven goals in the last two games against West Brom and Hull, which we'll come and talk about. So I guess that kind of evens out in some weird cosmic way. Yeah, I mean, West Brom weren't particularly good. They're not a great side. Um, you know, they came up against a hazard in blistering form. Um, and, you know, it was a it was a really good performance. I mean, it wasn't... It didn't feel like a walkover. I mean, certainly in no. the first half, um, you know, Matty Phillips was causing problems down the right-hand side. We were under a certain amount of pressure, but we, we defended well and we took our chances. They didn't take theirs. So, you know, a pretty straightforward three points. Yeah, it was. Do you want to go through the team? Uh, well, we had Courtois in goal, um, Azpilicueta, Christensen back in the team, Rudiger uh, as a back three, uh, Moses and Zappacosta over on the left, uh, Kante, Fabregas, and then Pedro and Hazard either side of Giroud making his full home debut. You don't pronounce the D. No one pronounces the D. It's just Giroud. It's not Giroud. Yeah, sod off. No, it's, it's true. <laughs> anyway, I, I... What do you reckon, Gary? What, Giroud? You you am I confusing with somebody that cares? Um, yeah, yes, but you I, like, I don't care. Yeah, but you wouldn't like me to nobody call cares, you... Nobody cares, You don't like me calling you Andrew or Andi. It's But nobody cares. Yeah, but I care. Andi, what do you say? Like and so does Olivier. Just because you've just come back from Paris. <laughs> I'm feeling poorly, but I, I think the thing about Giroud is uh, that he, <laughs> he did something that we haven't seen for quite a while. What, scored a goal? Yeah, we scored a goal. <laughs> no, that was against Hull. That was against Hull. Yeah. But he gave a focus to the team. And it's, we'll get on to the Barcelona game. It really worries me that there's talk of us not playing a number nine against Barcelona. Um, you know, a proper one. Because you see... That's not going to happen. Uh, I hope not, but it's there not is happen. rumour. Of course it's not. Well, well I would think It's a rumour from idiots, because yeah, it's not going to well, happen. Let's see. Um, I think Giroud does something that we've missed so much in the way that he's got that amazing upper body strength to hold players off and then has got a really quite delicate feet. You know, the, the pass he laid up for Hazard. I mean, it's a thing of it was a thing of power and a thing of mm. beauty. What do you think, Gary? So yeah, anyway, Andy, back no, over but, to you. But seriously, on, on Giroud, this, this is the, um, the interesting bit between him and um, Batshuayi, that now Batshuayi scoring goals at Dortmund, that um, everyone's getting carried away saying that you know, Chelsea's never have allowed him to go on loan and all the rest of it. But I think you look at that performance against West Brom and to a certain degree Hull and Giroud's in that go in that team not to score goals but to get the best out of Hazard and then Feeds suddenly them. yeah and suddenly you see Hazard score two goals and yes it is only West Brom but he has one of his best performances most effective performances he's had in a while because he's got this um, this pivot point in the middle and everything's going off Giroud in, in the way that first goal does that, and it's a lovely deft little touch that just creates that little bit of space that he needs someone to be playing off and Batshuayi never did that. No. And Morata does it. But Batshuayi doesn't because Batshuayi is a player that is a striker from 15, 20 years ago who's there to score goals. But in that Chelsea side, Batshuayi isn't good enough to do that. So And we, we don't play that way. We don't play the ball into that the six-yard team, yard the, 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 the team is about Hazard. Yeah. And when Batshuayi is playing, it's not a, it doesn't become about Hazard, which is why Chelsea aren't as effective. And I think that's the point that everyone's losing but obviously it makes good headlines that 
a Chelsea striker goes away, starts scoring goals, and the club's transfer policy is rubbish. I think um, it, it's you know he has one thing that we've been missing for quite some time, and it's that that old word presence. He has real presence up front. He occupies defenders. You know, I've always said he ca- he causes chaos in the box because he's so dominant aerially. You know, it was great seeing him put himself about getting a you know getting a bang on the head. You know, he had the old uh, Terry Butcher white bandage oh, going yeah. on. You know, I mean, it, you know, the fans want to see commitment. They want to see they want to see uh, players giving their all for the shirt. You know, Giroud really, I think, made a lot of friends uh, last Monday with the performance that he put in. And, you know, as you say, the, the little assist for, for Hazard was fantastic. I, I, generally a really good target man performance. I, th- I think, you know, we said it before we were even linked with him that actually he wouldn't be a bad buy for Chelsea. And I, I still maintain he's a fantastic buy for Chelsea. And I, I just think he does something that we've, we've lacked because he's got the experience of the Premiership. And he knows how to hold it up. He knows how to lay the ball off. And he also talks a good talk as well. You know, he's gone on about how his family thinks he looks really good in blue. And, you know, he's saying the right thing. He's things. very charming. I think as well that, you know, that, that if you hold the ball up, you allow players to run from midfield. And if you don't, if you're Batshuayi and you can't hold the ball up, then those players are just not going to get up and join you and they're not going to get beyond you. And it's going to really limit your options. When you've got Morata, I think, is pretty good at holding the ball up as well. And Giroud, who can play that role, it allows Hazard, William, Pedro, Fabregas, whoever's playing off them, to get in advance of them and, and, and create things. I think it's been a really important addition. I just want to say something about Batshuayi as well. All those people going, we should never have let him go. They were the same people who get were bitching off. about him, you know, telling him he was useless. I mean, get a life. He's gone to Dortmund. He's going to do well there for the rest of the season. I wish him well. And let's not forget, he's still our player. He can come back. And if he comes back, you know, with more confidence and goals in his legs, then that's brilliant. Yeah, I agree. And I think the, the other thing about Giroud as well, um, he's very different to Morata. He's, he's far more polished in understanding the Premiership. He's very direct. Yeah, he is. And, but he doesn't try and turn the defender and then go on a run, which Morata sometimes does. Yeah. He's always looking for someone else to give it to, but give it so that it goes forward so people are running onto the ball. You know, really yeah. uh, yeah. you know, he's just an honest player. <clears throat> he's, not, ma- he's not blessed with great pace. No, he's, that's it, but yeah. he... he and that's, that modesty on the pitch almost makes him a better player because he, he understands yeah. what he can and can't do. And this is the point, going back to Batshuayi, is that he wanted to score goals and you'd, you'd see the way he played football and the way he'd get in when he was in and around the box, he'd be looking head down, looking to shoot. He wasn't looking for Hazard, Pedro or William. You know, and just going back to Andy's point, I hope he does go off and score loads of goals because next season he won't be at Chelsea but he's six months at Dortmund they're going to keep his transfer value high you don't high. think he'll be at Chelsea next no year. I think what will happen is they're going to keep Giroud Morata and they'll bring Tammy back and then Batshuayi will be gone and mm. I think that'll be good yeah I think I think that could happen you know that there's a lot of permutations we're in that it's almost it's like he's got a six-month transfer window. You know, yeah. that this was five months where he performs and he keeps his you know if Chelsea were to sell him at the end of the season where he scored five goals in the season hardly played they wouldn't be able to get a big fee for him but now Dortmund they can revel in the fact that he's scoring goals for them and they can love it but there's, there's a chance have to of him pay. being a mate weight in the Pusilic deal isn't there for Dortmund yeah, as well yeah there you go see yeah. but oh, I just think that he's not going to be a Chelsea player next year and yeah he can go to Dortmund and do it all great but you know Chelsea want to see Tammy come back they really rate him do they though 
Yeah, because he's not had a brilliant season. No, but to be well, fair to him, he's been injured side. and he's been in a, a rubbish team where at the start of the season he was getting a lot of goals. I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate to a degree because I know nobody yeah. wants to see him do as well, you know, as much as I do. I mean, I, I hope he does. He's brilliant, but you know, he hasn't impressed me particularly when I've seen him. And you know, there is a fear that he's reached his level. No, I don't think so. I think I think where he's fallen victim as well is that um, no one was expecting Swansea when he went to them on loan to be, to be so bad. Yeah, to be that bad. And yeah. he's been, you know, the, the typical victim of, uh, you know, it happened to Charlie Colkett at Bristol Rovers last year, that when things were going wrong, what did the managers do? They throw in the experience. Yeah. You know, Bonnie was getting an opportunity over him, but then suddenly Bonnie's injured now, so Tammy's getting more time. You know, I think that you look at us, for young players like him, I don't look at the amount of goals he scored. I look at the types of goals he scored and you look at the types of goals he scored, they're goals that are scored by intelligent footballers and I think that at a club like Chelsea playing with better players getting into those positions that that will serve him well. Okay. Well, well I'll be I hope you're right. Yeah, me too. It'd be nice to get another one back that goes into the squad and does things. So 1-0 um, one, one at half time. Yep. We come out after the second half and uh, Vicmo turns up with a goal after 63 minutes. Yep. You know, got a goal against Brighton, didn't he? And um, you know, I, he's had a he's had a pretty tough time off the fans this season. Yeah, he you has, know, and I don't a, understand it. You know, he got an injury, which was obviously worse than we realised, because out for longer than we thought he was going to be. And he's come back. He's you know, everyone's criticising him because he doesn't like going round the outside at the moment. Now maybe that's because of the injury and it's putting too much pressure on it. I don't know. He keeps cutting inside, and he does defenders two or three times as opposed to just the once. But. The guy, after his, the year he had last year, you know, I mean, surely he should be getting some good grace off the fans. You know, he's been fantastic for us. Mm. And I think he's actually working his way back into form. And I think, you know, he's a, he's a wonderful player for us. And he's done something that I didn't think was possible for him. And then eight minutes later, Hazard with an absolutely superb goal. Yeah, lovely goal. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, really illustrated what a class player he is. I mean, I think watching Hazard like that is an absolute joy. Yeah, he is. There's a criticism of Hazard, I suppose. It's that he doesn't score enough goals. I think that this week was his. Um, uh, that those were his uh, 14th and 15th goals of the season. You know, which is a decent return from midfield. Very good. Um, but you know, you do think he gets himself into such great positions. He could. He should. You know, if he wants to be elevated to the rarefied air of your Messi's and your Ronaldo's and your Suarez's and you know players that are seen as truly elite global players, he's got to score more goals. Yeah, he's elite goal scorer for Chelsea. So yeah, for Chelsea. I, yeah, you yeah. know, but he, you know, it, those players are scoring 30, 35 no, goals a season. Yeah, but in a different league. No, and, but, and but you know, you, yeah. what I'm saying is that he gets himself in a situation to score. It's not a criticism. No, I, you know, it's just it's just a fact that Hazard sometimes will pass rather than shoot. Yeah, but I think he actually he's been much better. I, and he used to scuff his shots a lot. He wasn't very good. I actually think his shooting abilities have gone up this season. I think he's got better at it. It's a bit like Thibaut Courtois kicking from, from hand and things. It's better this year. And they've obviously worked on these sort of things. And for me, I think Hazard is scoring that many goals. I'd be interested to see if he's had a season where he's scored that many goals by now before. Sort of averages about this, I think. You know, and I but think, usually in the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think, you know, I, a player has it, I, I would like to be seeing scoring at least 20 goals a season. But he's well on course for that. He now, is. Isn't he? So, he is. I think know. he'll score more goals now Giroud's there. I I so. Not because of him, but because Morata's been injured and in and out of the team so much that you saw earlier on this season when those two were linking up. And I think that he'll have a similar relationship with Giroud, which to go back to the point on Moses in that he's cutting in more and he's not going on the outside. I think that's a personnel issue, not a player issue, because they'll go on the outside and they know there's a target man like there was with Costa last year. Like there's, there hasn't been 
in the time that Moses has been back in the side. Whereas now you see that Giroud's going to be in there a lot more. And if he isn't, Morata is. And suddenly they've got two target men again. I think you'll see the wing backs going on the outside again, which allow those inside forwards to play in the areas they're meant to be. Yeah. Just do, do we think he's going to be at Chelsea next year, Eden Hazard? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think he's got great enough drive or ambition yet to decide to go. I think I think he actually really loves it at Chelsea. You know, every sort of I think little, his family's very settled and I yeah. think that's really important. And I, I think, you know, yeah, maybe in a year or so, depending on what we do next year, I think the players are buying into this it's still a bit of a transitional period. Um, I think they like Conte. I also think Conte will be there next year. I, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I think he will. Take Hazard, his personality out of the equation. Chelsea don't sell their best players. And I can't think of a time when... We, I know we've allowed Costa to go, but that's more... Robin. He was causing so many issues. But again, with Robin, is that it was the Injuries. manager's decision to let him go. Chelsea want to keep Hazard. Players they want to keep, they keep them. Mm. And by the end, at the end of the season, they'll have two years left. And I think that Chelsea would quite gladly keep him for two years and let him go on a free rather than sell him because he's such a, a statement for Chelsea. They've built this club around him and they've got no need to sell him. It's not like they need the money. Mm. You know, so I don't, I don't see Chelsea doing it because the moment they do that, that's when you start saying, yeah, it is the end of days. The Roman Empire is crumbling. But... I don't think Chelsea will. They've got no well, need to sell. Yeah, again, it, it's it's often not down to the club, though, is it? It's down to the players but, and, and the players' desire to move. But this is the thing: is that it happens at Liverpool because the way they run it, they you know, Coutinho wanted to go. Okay, look, we're going to have to let you go at some point. But for Hazard, Chelsea are completely different. You know, we're run by one person. We're not run by a board and you know of executives and a you know PLC. It's one guy's will against another, and Abramovich always wins. You know, and. If he doesn't want him to go, he will not let him go. And he's not going to grant him, okay, I'll let you go to Real Madrid because you really want it because you gave us this service. You know, he's done it with a few players like Ivanovic, but look when he did it, when his legs were gone. Look what he did with Czech when he was the number two. Chelsea let players go when it's convenient for the club. It's not convenient for the club to let Hazard go, and I don't think he will. That's a very good point. Very good point, and it's a perfect point to cut to a little ad break. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. That is the sound of Gary Hayes welcoming everyone back to the podcast. Not only does he gabble on, he also snots on as well. It's uh, Watching you over there, it's a very terrifying it's, it's, sight. I could be in bed right now. Yeah, but that's, I mean, I've seen those photos on dog. Twitter. Yeah, don't. <laughs> let's not go there. Okay, so let's move on to the next game of the week, which was... Apparently the other banana skin that we faced last week, which was Hull City in the Cup. Yeah, Friday night game. Uh, very a different team. Um, Caballero, Willie Caballero in goal. Back three of Rudiger and Padu getting another start, which is good to see. Uh, and Gary Cahill coming back into the team. Uh, Zappa Costa switched over to the right-hand side. Uh, Emerson making his debut, Emerson Palmieri, um, uh, with Drinkwater and Fabregas in the middle, and uh, William this time, and Pedro uh, either side of Giroud, with Hazard being given a little bit of a rest. Okay, so first off, I suppose I'd like to have a quick look at uh, Ampadu and the new boy, Emerson. Um, I thought both of them, I, I think Ampadu just looks tailor-made for our team. And I think it's going to be sooner rather than later that he's probably in there more often than not. Would you play, or could you 
probably the wrong phrasing, but Ampadu and Christensen together. Oh, I just want to talk about this. Well, go on and talk about it. No, no, yeah, but well, not no, for you, long. Because you, 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 you start. No, no, because I'm throwing the question out there. Ampadu and Christian together. Gary. This is what I was thinking, is that he's going to have to go on loan. Because he's, he's not going to get in that side ahead of Christensen and you can't play him together unless you move him up into midfield. But then you move him up into midfield and Kante's there. I think he'll... You can't play him on the right or left of... No. Of, you can't. No, I don't, I don't think... Not this young, especially. I think what will happen is that at the end of this season, they might keep him on for another year and then as he matures... You know, like you've been saying, you know, they do a couple of years in the first team then they go out. I think then they'll try finding a good club for him where they can, you know, do their due diligence in terms of style and all the rest of it. And then I think he'll go on loan because Christensen's emerged at the wrong time for Ampadu. And it's a case of too many good players for one position. Why do you think he can't go on the right or left? I just think that the way he plays, he's, he's too flamboyant. And I think, you know, I was watching him closely on Friday. You know, ball was up the other end, but I was watching the you way went, he was. Didn't you? Yeah. You, you, did, did you two? Oh, no, you didn't. No, you're the one. <laughs> oh, did you sit in my seats? Which I, gave I did, yes. You did, you irritate, did you irritate everyone around Believe you? Believe it or talking? not, we irritated someone for talking too much. What a surprise. Well, no, you irritated I was, I was with most my friend of... Edward, and um, he was yabbering on about uh, Giroud. What, and you weren't? No, I was just, I was listening. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got told to shut up. We were talking too much. We have gone down the pub. Um, but yeah, going back to Amperdale, I think that... We must get them on the podcast. <laughs> well, this old couple. Yeah. Um, I, I just think the, the way, in, in the same way that David Louise last year, when he really, you know, came to the fore and was this libero type character in the way that we thought he was always going to be in midfield, maybe, that I think Ampadu he isn't as erratic as David Louise in that sense, but he, he's protected, you know, and that's why he looks so good in there. And I think you start putting him out on the left and he starts getting exposed a bit, like he did against Norwich in the Cup. Um, where they, they they got him a little bit, and he still had a good game, but there were times where he got, you know, players playing around him and you know playing across him and all the rest of it. But I just think that his future is in that middle position. Well, then, he, then what future is that? Because at the moment, Christensen looks like he's the man for well, the next ten th- years. This is why I'm saying about him going out on loan. Because if he goes on a two year loan somewhere, then what that allows them to do is maybe move him up into midfield in the way that you know. Yeah, I know it's Chelsea, but you look at Eric Dyer at Spurs, where he goes into defensive midfield and back into defence. I think that Ampadu's got the ability to do that. And I think that maybe you can rotate him and Christensen in future, but then also he's got the. What about know, if a new manager comes and decides to play four at the back? Yeah, well. Then you've got two centre backs. Yeah, but they're not as protected. That's the thing. I, I, I think as a 17 year old right now, He's got to mature until he's 21, 22. Do you, think, do you see him as a central uh, defender? Or do you see him as a holding midfield player? See, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying about, you know, he, go, he goes on loan for two years and then he, he learns his trade more. You know, you've got to think that he's so well, naive. if he goes on loan and plays two years in defence? Do you see what I mean? I'm asking you a question. Do you see him at the moment from what you've, the very little he, that Well, you'd see him as a defender. Yeah. You'd see him as a defender, but, you know, and he, and he does that with the under-21s and the under-23s, but... Uh, that's what I mean. You know, he's only 17 still. He's got I, so I th- much. I was watching him on. I think he's young enough to be moulded. And I think they'll try and keep him. But th- this is the thing is, like, I was watching him on Friday just thinking the the miles on your legs are in the. They're not even in the double digits yeah. yet. Do you know what I mean? It's like. And to get that know how to play, which is why he'll look good in that central position because he's got Cahill and Rudiger either side of him or Cahill and Asby or Rudiger and Asby. Whereas you start putting him in a position where he's isolated, you know. 
Oh, different oh. questions asked of him. Yeah, and that's, that's why that's when you find out how good someone is. Yeah, is but, that, you may find out straight away they can't play that, but I think they think there is potential in that kid to not have to go out on loan. Possibly. I think he, I think he'll have to go out on loan because of what's ahead of him. Maybe, and, maybe. you know, you, you look at it, going out on loan isn't a bad thing. No, so no, long as it, it works. You know, absolutely. look at John Terry. Yeah, you know, John Terry. I know it was only Who? six. Yeah, look at Harry Kane. Exactly, yeah. seven loan moves, whatever it was. Yeah, but exactly. just look at from a Chelsea perspective, you know, like um, JT went on loan to Forest at the end of you know in two thousand, and when David Platt was the manager there, and um, you know, I think it was Viardi, who was our manager, and did him a, did his mate a favour by sending him out to Forest to keep him up, and he did, you know. But in that six month period, he sort of proved himself that I can be this, you know leader in the in the centre here you know and because at the time LeBerf and Desai were ahead of him and then he came back and immediately was reintegrated but he'd played games up to that obviously but I just think that you know sometimes in the loan system's there so that they can go out and make their mistakes where they're not impacting Chelsea I agree I just think that there is something about that kid when I watch him play that you don't see very often from people of his age and I think he may prove but this is the thing as well is that we haven't seen a lot of him. No. And opposition attackers haven't seen a lot no. of him. Once they start working him out, that's where you'll see how good he is. There's, yeah. there's no doubt the boy's talent. I mean, he talks, yeah. he's confident, he's calm on the ball. Maybe a little Watch bit too calm impossible. on the ball sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, know, he'll, he'll learn. You know, yeah. he'll learn. But I think his, his, uh, you know, his reading of the game, his intelligence is all there. You know, physically, he, he looks like a player. So Yeah, I agree. Get rid of that bum fluff moustache. But apart from that... Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the but, lip tash. But yeah. the, other, the other guy we're talking about here, Emerson, Emerson. I mean, look, it's... It's Hull. You know, it's yeah. difficult to make a, a huge... But he looks like he can play football. But he's a unit. Yeah. He's quick. He's direct. He's physical. Um, yeah. He looks like he can def- defend, which yeah. is always a good thing for yeah. a fullback. Um, you know, he puts some decent balls across the uh, ab- across the box. I think he looks okay. I mean, I'd like to see a bit more of him, obviously, yeah. but he doesn't look like a pup. No, I think he looks so... He could... I have to say, the first time I saw Alonso play, Alonso's first game was against Leicester, I think, in a cup game. Oh, we beat him. And uh, he was bloody awful. And I remember watching Alonso thinking, why have we bought this? But then, you know, obviously he's gone on to prove me hugely wrong. But you you can't make judgments, I think, against lower division teams in cup games in the first game. But he looked okay. Yeah, he did. And also, this is another point why I don't think Conte will go is because I love that quote from him last week where he says, if a player comes to me and he's a 6 out of 10 player, I'll make him an 8 out of 10 player. If a player is an 8 out of 10 player, I'll make him a 10 out of 10 player. Conte understands how to coach players. But I think, you know, as we saw with Costa, if he can't get on with somebody... He doesn't want to know. They just have to go. So in some ways we pay it's for that. It's got to be a two-way street with him. I think, you know, yeah. I think he's got, he's a, has a little bit of the Mourinho about him is that he demands absolute loyalty yeah. and anything less than that, you're dead to him. Yeah, exactly. Frankly. I don't have a problem with that, frankly. Right. I think yeah. that if you're going to be the manager and you want to stamp your personality on a team, you know, and you're prepared to die, die by those decisions, then, you know, jog on, you know, as far as I'm concerned, let's I, do it. I agree. And I, I do think that, you know, that's why Conte's going to still be here because I think hopefully the board and everywhere well, actually it doesn't matter about the board. I think Roman will probably see what's going on, hopefully, and we'll keep him on because he's he's in a difficult phase just by the nature of what's happened over the last year. You know, last year we had no injuries. We did have less games. You had Diego Costa. There's a lot of things that have changed, you know, and I think, you know, yeah, you're going to get hiccups along the way. That's it. We are, I hate to say it, but still in transition. And for a coach who takes pride in making players better at a time when Chelsea are not necessarily curbing spending but looking to get more value in the transfer market that's what you need 
you need a coach that relishes working with players on the training ground. You know, talking about making, you know, a six out of ten, an eight out of ten, he took a two out of ten in Jacarini in that Italy side and made him into an eight for the for Euro twenty sixteen. He made him absolutely incredible. And he's done the same with Moses. He's done the I was going to say, Moses, Moses, I think, is his, is his biggest success. He's taken, he's taken a 5 out of 10 player with Moses and yeah. turned him into an 8 out of 10 player. Yeah, and, and, and an effective player that, you know, nobody thought Moses was a wing-back. No. You know, and, and he saw it. And I, I remember being there in Vienna, seeing that first game against Rapid Vienna, the 4-2-4, and Moses played as the fourth attacker in that side. And it just sort of clicked. And... His performance wasn't great, but it was the energy on the touchline. You saw and you thought, okay, you can see something going on. First game, you know, he'd been in charge for two weeks, coming straight on the back of... Well, he was one of the the four players, wasn't he, that was there, that everyone else was away. Yeah, Costa and JT, and then, yeah, the rest of it was youth team players. But you could just see it. And I think maybe he benefited from that, that he benefited from the fact that there wasn't everyone else there. So it was like, right, I need to utilise... Oh, and maybe stumbled upon it. Yeah, I think that's true. But that's the thing, is he might have stumbled upon it, but he's got the wherewithal to stumble upon something and recognise that he has, and then use it and abuse it. And that's what he's done with Moses. Looking at players that we have bought this season, Danny Drinkwater, what's his report? card going to look like at the end of the season I don't think there is a report on him I think you know in a lot of ways he's been kind of hard done by he's had injuries he's not been able to get in the side he's not been able to get in for big games you know he's there and thereabouts he doesn't really do that much wrong he scored a couple of good goals made some decent passes but the jury's out we really haven't seen enough of him and I don't think he's had enough game time I really felt for him on Friday there was a few times when he was trying to execute passes and he just looked like the the muscle memory wasn't quite there, you know, which is not being helped by the fact we signed him injured and it took him a, like a month to make his debut. And that and was then, always his game, wasn't it, with the, yeah. the accurate passing? Yeah. And you know, he, he was getting caught out where the, he was making these passes that just didn't have enough weight on him to to get out to Zappa Costa or to Palmieri and um, or Emerson as he's known. But um, I, I think that he's a player that is a good squad player. I agree, and yeah. he's a player that won't win you the title but will win you the title and he didn't get a pre-season this year and he will yeah. hopefully this year and I think that you know keeping the manager there this summer he comes in he's not going to go away of England he'll come back early while all the other players are off on their holidays post World Cup and I think he'll really benefit from that and a player that really does split opinion it seems certainly where I sit is Apicosta. you know I'm a fan I, I like Apicosta. I think he's, I think he's been a really good support fullback. <laughs> he's played more and more games I think when he does play he gives it 100%. He's prone to the odd error. But, you know, I think that he brings more to the team than he doesn't, if that makes any sense. I think his, his, his pros outweigh his cons. That's my opinion of him. One thing that disappoints me is when we signed him, a lot of talk was that how good he is for his deliveries. But they've been really poor. That's the one thing I've Some have. About him. Some have been amazing. Yeah, but not consistently enough. And that was, but, oh, his crossing's amazing. But which fullback's crossing is amazing? But that's the point, though, is when, when we go, I, I hadn't seen much of him because I don't watch Serie A enough to know more of the niche players. But everyone's like, oh, yeah, his crossing's really good. And, you know, that'll be something different he offers over Moses. And There's not many fullbacks. I mean, Ashley Young, maybe. Been. Ashley Young delivers a Kyle Walker. There's not many that, you know, that you look at fullbacks and think they always deliver great crosses. Yeah, I Kyle think Walker Zappa's... put it on a plate for Grig last night. He did. Well, he did. that's another thing. That was very but, uh, but I just think Zappa Costa, just, he's done all right, but he is a good backup player. Yeah, he's, again, he's, he's like Danny Drinkwater, isn't he? He's a good squad player. Good squad player. Yeah. Yeah. The thing we haven't really bought, I would say, in the transfer market 
is, you know, your marquee signings. But we've talked about this. Well, that, apart from Morata. Yeah. Um, but then some would say, was he really a marquee signing? Because he had million quid, I think he yeah. was. Money-wise, but playing-wise, again, I'd say this, you know, for He was five a very sought-after yeah, no, international striker. I think you can't not say he's not a marquee no, signing. He'd only played 74 games, though. So. But he was a sought-after, you yeah. know. And I think yeah, that yeah. You, you, you have to say that Morata is a big marquee signing. And give, I, give the boy time, you know? What are you sorry. doing? What are you doing? Why, sorry, why have you got to, two Trying to blow my nose without making noise <laughs> while you're not talking. Sorry, he's doing weird things with tissues and Give Give Morata time. Of course. You know... I think he's. I think he's a fantastic player. Again, I think he's been cursed this year because every time he's got going, something's happened. This is also because he's only played seventy four games in five years. But also, he's as well, to- you forget he signed for Chelsea as a twenty four year old. He's such a young person. Yeah. I'm sure anyone listening to this, you uproot and move to a new city in a new country, and then get told the first day you get. It, oh, by the way, um, you you've left your current employer in LA, you've got to fly to London, do some stuff, then you've got to fly to Singapore, oh, and then you've got to come back, and you're not going to have any time to prepare for your job, and you're going to get thrown in at the deep end. And then, and they're only going to give you millions. <laughs> but what, what I mean, though, is, is that people look at that, and the money clouds the judgment, because they think, oh, well, he's getting paid six million a year, so therefore he should be great at what he does. But just because you get six yeah. million pounds a year doesn't mean you, you haven't got personal problems. I'm not saying these personal problems are... You know, the same as anyone else, but adapting to a new city, adapting to a new league, adapting to a new new employer. We say this every week. It takes time. Players, great legendary players that we've had, have taken time. Let's give him another, you know, another. Frank season. Lampard scored seven goals in his first season. He was season awful at first season. Look, we'll reel them off, shall we? Drogba, we Lampard, Essien. Every every week we do this. You know, these players that just did that took time to get going, but became legends. I have and no problem with Morata. That's all I don't. He, he, he I think looks he's class. Great. Yeah, I think he's got to tidy up aspects of his game. That yeah, of course, but there outside were aspects of, of his game that he didn't even have at the beginning of the season. But no. what I mean is, outside of form, form's a completely different issue. But the way he plays the game, he needs to change. Like when he came on against Hull, I was on the other side of the pitch, but he gets nudged in the back. It doesn't look like a lot, and he goes down too easy. Well, you see, you saw in that game. At, oh, Gary Sorry. Hayes is now flying snot around the room, um, which is very unpleasant. I'm ducking, um, but. You saw in that game exactly the difference between Giroud and Morata in the fact that Giroud stays on his feet. He's so strong. His mentality is, I'll stay until the last minute or when I need to get because the Because he's kick. had several seasons exactly. in the Premier League. Exactly. You now, know. When Giroud first came to the Premier League, he was exactly the same. He was, thought he was a typical well, continental player. Because used to the whistle going as soon exactly. as you touched. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, I, I think I've got no problem with Morata. I, they just need to sort his injuries out and get him fit. And you'll, you'll see a wonderful I hope player. he doesn't go to the World Cup with Spain. He will, though. But I hope he doesn't. I yeah. hope that he's form doesn't get that good so quick that suddenly they, they'll start picking him and he'll get chances because I think he could do that summer off and then that early pre-season with Chelsea to really bed himself in I think he'll go I don't think he'll play I think he'll go but I think mm. he'll be in the squad I think um, it was nice to see Giroud get a goal yeah after it was a good goal, wasn't it? 42 minutes beautiful know. goal I yeah, mean, that it was, was behind proper, him wasn't it yeah proper strike that was Emerson who, who assisted that wasn't yeah. it so you know nice for the new boys to you know to make an impact but you know it, and he liked it as well I mean he, he really celebrated the goal properly yeah. you know, he, so. he looks like a Chelsea boy some players you see in a Chelsea shirt and you go yeah he's alright and I think Giroud's already done that allez les bleus allez les bleus <laughs> yeah it's true so I suppose we should move on to tonight and actually it's a very interesting thing the other thing I was going to say William. Right. How, how, what have we thought of him over this? Well, last? he smashes the smaller teams. 
You know, I mean, I love William. Don't get me wrong. He's a brilliant, brilliant player. Put him up against Baku. Put him up against Hull. Put him up against us all. He will eviscerate those teams. You know, what William needs to do is consistently do it in the big games, which he is capable of doing. I think he has an issue with his final ball. I think he's an issue with his finishing sometimes. But you can't argue. Put him up against a West Brom or a Hull or a Baku or a team like that. He's insane, Huddersfield. He's insane against those against those teams. I think it's a confidence thing. He um, he knows he can. He knows he's better than those players, and he rises to it. Whereas when he comes up against Barcelona, like tonight, maybe he's maybe a little bit intimidated. I don't know, but he feels like he'll play within himself. But against those other sides, he can express himself. And you know, he, even in that season of 2015-16, uh, when Jose was struggling, he was the best player, and he scores that free kick against Kiev. He was thriving on the fact that everyone else was so bad yet. Yeah, it's true. I, yeah. I, I think that's a very good point. And it's a big confidence thing with him. So, will he play tonight? Yes. You think so? Yeah. Interesting, because most people tip I, Pedro over. And... I think Pedro will play. Uh, I think you want the industry of William to release Hazard a little bit more. I think See, psychologically he'll play Pedro against Barcelona for those reasons. Okay, so... That, you know, who knows? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Is yeah, it, no, is it, it, gut we are just guessing. But, yeah, total guess. Yeah, but here's the big question. Will it be Giroud, Morata or Hazard at, in, the, in the middle? Morata in the middle, Hazard on the left, Pedro on the right. That's my guess. Okay. I hope it'll be Giroud just because Morata's been injured, in and out of form, and Giroud has hit the ground running at Chelsea and going up against Barca tonight will be chest out, that big quiffed hair, that lovely beard. Steady. Yeah. You and beard. Describing so. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you are like the the. Uh, I, I just need to get Giroud's abs, and then I'll be fine. You are like the Essex Giroud <laughs> with two D's. Gov. But but, um, but I, I just think that what's it, the front the three going to be? Double D Giroud. Yeah. Double D <laughs> to play. Yeah, you'd want to. I, I think you'd want to play Hazard, Willian, and Giroud because of one. Willian's in in form, and he's obviously going to be on a high after scoring those two goals against Hull. And then Hazard plays well off Willian. And then Giroud is, you know, he's in good form right now. You know, why why would you drop him? Okay, so there you are. Now, try not to sneeze. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Thank you. Because it's all video in this one. Yeah, exactly. But you know, there there are rumours going around today that Conte's thinking of playing William, Pedro, and Hazard up front. I think if we do a that, massive mistake. We will, we will get murdered. It's not going to happen. No, I really hope not. But not with two fit strikers. You're going to invite Barca onto you. Yeah. Who, no, whose room? Who, where have you heard these rumours? There's been quite a lot. You but from who? You say, but who from whom? Well, Yaquif, probably. Yeah. He was in Paris. Well, there's several journals. I think Fifield was talking about it in The Guardian. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. And I heard it on... I'll be... I mean, I'll be shocked and astounded if that Well, happens. so would I. But we've made this it, mistake a it, few it, times. This could have come from the fact that yesterday, uh, before every Champions League game, they have 15 minutes open training. Because I have to do it as part of the UEFA regulation. So it could have come from that where the journalists have seen who's training on which part together. Because what will happen is the players will come out together and they'll do a little warm up and then they go off separately. And sometimes you'll have the first team squad together with the reserves on the other side. And they might have seen it that those players were together and they're thinking, okay, working out. Because that can sometimes be a giveaway. But I, I just don't see, I don't see why he would do that. 
because you don't want to play with a false nine, as they like to call it, against Barca because you want a central, a centre forward to occupy their defence. You have to because they're just not used to it, and, and it's where you can get you them. Know, their centre backs at the moment, um, uh, PK and Umtiti, are brilliant. You know, I mean, they're a brilliant centre back pairing. And, so. and how how did Chelsea always get success against Barcelona? Drogba through the middle. Now Giroud is nowhere near Drogba, but why did Drogba get the success? Because they never played against Drogba in La Liga, you know, and I well, say they, a they, Drogba. Exactly. And they end up not knowing whether to go deep or to come up yeah. to the halfway line. They like to sit on the halfway line. When you've got a striker that's yeah, around... Yeah, they like to play football in your half. Yeah, yeah they like it's to totally. compress that so, space. So if you can actually push them back 10 yards or 10 metres... And this know, is the interesting thing is that there've been a lot of reruns of the the games of you know over the last 12 years that Chelsea played with Barca but you look at the goal Drogba scored in 2012 at, at the bridge when Lamps puts it out to Ramirez and Ramirez crosses it where does that goal come from because their defence what Kerry says is that they're not sure whether to go up or to sit deep so they're sort of caught in between but then that creates a a gap of space between their midfield, which Ramirez sits in, that gives him the charge. The engineer just for... throwing the phone around for I, anyone I, who wants. I think that we'll play a low block tonight. We have to against Barcelona. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll play counter-attacking football. We'll let them play in our half. We'll and keep it very narrow. And that's why I think he'll play Pedro because he wants that pace on the counter. That's my Well, William gives you that pace, but Pedro Not... gives you a bit more industry in, in buzzing around, Pedro snapping gives you in. proper pace. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I'd be interested to see how fast those two are against each other I think they're both quick but I think they do very different things I think Pedro doesn't mind going in and putting a foot in somewhere you know and I think he, also the, you can't forget this is Pedro against Barcelona well that's what I said that, you know, I think it's psychological be, that, that's yeah, why I think that's playing. right so you know maybe. Fabregas will play for the same reason I think he'll play in in Barcelona <laughs> I don't think he'll play tonight who's he going to play can't play Bakayoko no he can't so, so yeah, by default, we we'll play Sesk. But yeah, look at his right. Think, okay, who, who's going to bully Sesk? So you get the ball, you get that quarterback style to not so much launch it, but to turn over possession quick, which is how you need to. Well, Kante's going to have Barcelona. to work his bollocks off in fair play. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. You, you never know; he might do something really odd and play drink water and Kante. But this is what uh, I like that Chelsea got options. Yeah. They've got options. Yeah, and, really... and they're ones that you go, well, that could be interesting. It might not work. But it could be interesting, you know. I mean, what will the back three be? I guess. I reckon he'll go Rudiger, Christensen and Aspi. I think, I think that's absolutely right. I think, it, yeah, I think it'll be Rudiger. I think it'll be Rudiger. Alonso's oh. back, is he? Oh, it, yeah. it may mm. be Cahill. No, no, no. I, I don't can't think, no, I don't think he'll go Rudiger, uh, Christensen, Christensen Aspilicueta. I think it's more than likely. Yeah. And, and to, to be fair to Cahill... And Willie in goal? Oh please! We we were singing the song on uh, when he saved that penalty on. Well, no one that told you to shut up. Yeah, no, obviously this was later on, but we were doing it to really annoy him. But um, <laughs> it was a passive aggressive way of doing it. But yeah, it was funny. It was there's another song. Only us two were singing it. But there's there another version of it as well, which is Caballero, 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 oh Willy Caballero. It's great. <laughs> isn't it? The first one. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Willy. Just 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 the point on Cahill for ten seconds is that yeah he's not void of criticism and he has struggled recently and I think that you don't want to be putting him against Barcelona where they've got nippy players like Suarez and Messi no. who are going to be looking to go down early and they'll probably target him because they know that he's not so much got a conf- crisis of confidence but he's not as confident and Messi and Suarez both in their 30s now 
But still, yeah, they're, still they're pretty quick. Yeah. But, they're, but what they're going to be still, doing is looking to. They're instinctive. Aren't they're going to they be doing well. the Robert Perez of you've left a trading leg. Oh look, I'm going to kick your leg and go down. Mm. And I think Cahill has been a lot slower this year on stuff like that. I mean, if, if you know, if if there is such a thing as a nemesis, we are Barcelona's nemesis. Oh, they, I, I love that no interview with Pedro this week when he was going on about. We always hated playing Chelsea because they would always make it difficult. Yeah. They would make it compact. They knew what we didn't like. Seven games, five playing. draws, oh. two wins. You yeah. know, and you know, and one loss. I think, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they beat us uh, in the group stage, yeah. two thousand. The Drogba got sent off in the new Camp. No, that, that was, was in, Del Horno. Sorry, that was two thousand five. It was two thousand six. Del Horno they, sending off and the. Um, oh yeah, no, sorry, one group stage was it? But um, yeah, it was Messi, the seventeen-year-old Messi. Yeah. They beat us two-one. JT scored, didn't he? And then yeah, Eto got the win. Lampard in the return leg got a penalty, made it two-all. Was it something like that? Yeah. So yeah, so it's going to be difficult, I think. Yeah, it is. But you know what? It's it's a hiding to nothing. You know, Barcelona are in form. We've not been in form. I don't think we've got anything to lose if we end up losing. Well, it depends how you play, but you know, you're not going to go, that's the end of the world. It's not, we're beyond the disaster phase of our season now because nobody expects anything from us because everyone's written us off, which is great, you know. And then, then we've got Manu coming up at the weekend. But what, what I like do you, about. Do you, do you think Conte is going to have the punch up with Jose? This well, time? he offered him out and, yeah. after the Norwich game, didn't he? I hope he But what, what I like about the way Chelsea are prepared for this game is that um, they've come out fighting in a way that you don't always see where, you know, they put Hazard up for the press conference very deliberately yesterday. You know, he, he doesn't do these pre-match press conferences a lot and it's almost that we're going to get our best player out there and we're going to have him talking. You know, and I like the way he was talking when he says, um, oh, we're, we're, the cha- we're the champions of England. We're Chelsea. Of course yeah. we can win this game. Yeah, I you know, love that like, well. That was brilliant. Yeah, two fingers up. Like, who, who are you lot to be writing us off? And mm. just people write Chelsea off at their peril. They're too quick to do it. Mm. And I'm not saying Chelsea are going to win. But I just like the way that the frame of mind of that dressing room is that Hazard's out there as a leader, not a leader throwing teacups around, grabbing people by the scruff of the neck, but just that determination of, look, of course we can win this game. Yeah, exactly. I want to go out there and you lot that say, I don't turn up for the big game. Well, here I am for the press conference before and I'm going to turn up and I'm going to show you lot. And I hope that's what happens. You know, I, that's I, what he's hinting at. I'd, I'd love that. I would love Hazard to set the world on fire tonight. Yeah. And just put Messi in the shade. Yeah. I'd love that. I, I mean, whether it will happen or not, it's unlikely, frankly. But if it does, nothing would make me happier. You know, I think anything is possible. And look, we've all had dream moments against Barcelona where we've been in amazing wonderlands. You know, but you know, when we went 3 0 up at the bridge all those years ago, you know, there's been amazing moments against Barcelona. It's one of those games, it becomes a war, and it's not, it's, it becomes something else. It's really interesting how we've played, when we've played well, we've really, games like this, games like this, you know, when, when the, when, when you've got that horrible feeling in your stomach before the game, when you're, when you're really nervous and you think, how can the players even walk out in this? You know, I, I can hardly breathe. Do you know what I mean? They walk out and they perform and you think, this is where they earn their money. This is where the elite players, you know, go out there and they perform at this level. That's what makes them brilliant. Well, it's yeah. when we find out a bit more about some of our exactly. players tonight. That's what, that's what you look forward to. All season, we haven't really had those games. Like, the Man City game came at the wrong time with injuries to Morata and things. We haven't had defining moments this season. Spurs early on was good. But, yeah, yeah, that was United, good. United was good. With the, yeah. That's when it felt like the team was coming together, but then injuries Yeah, sort of but that's what way. I mean. We have had injuries this year that we haven't had before, but this feels like 
We've suddenly got all our players fit. We've okay. We've won a couple of games against a couple of okay sides. Doesn't mean anything, but scoring goals means something to players. They go, yeah. I've hit the net. I don't care. I'm going out. I can do the same against Barcelona. And I, I agree. I think sending Hazard out sends a really clear message that look, you may smash us, but you know what? We are the champions of this country, and we're going to take you on and give you a game. It's perfect. So talking of perfect, will Antonio and Jose? friends at Old Trafford. Oh, of course they won't. I will be friends, but it'll be it'll be frosty and passive aggressive. There won't be any silliness. It's a shame the game didn't come sooner. Yeah. Now it's all calmed down. That if it'd come soon after that Norwich weekend, that FA Cup weekend, I think it would have been. Mourinho's sneaky. He's sneaky. He's not confrontational. He never goes nose to nose with anybody. Well, he bottled it when Wenger. He totally he bottles Wenger it. You know, he'll do it in the press yeah. conference. He'll do it in the press. You know, he'll, he'll do it when he's surrounded by coaches. He'll poke people's eyes and flick yeah. their ears. He's not going to confront anybody. If anybody goes mental, it'll be Conte, but I don't oh. think he will. No, I, I think not. But make it's, a good TV at least. Whatever's going to go on. Whatever it's a, it's again it's a fascinating because that that'll be in a lot of ways it may well be a very similar way we set up mm-hmm. against United as as we do against Barcelona it's it's like you know they are they trying can be, to be, they can be got at Man United absolutely well, well, I think Barcelona that. well exactly just get at them I mean that's the, that's the, that's the ploy with Man don't, United just get at them don't let them play football no. just really get one them. dimensional side they really one dimensional yeah. yeah you know as I was reading somewhere. Or someone was saying, you know, in half a lot of money spent that's made a team just as average as it was, you know, and that's the thing. Yeah, I know. Andy's waving the clock. He wants to get down a bridge because there's a big game on tonight. So, yes. Well, thank you, Andy. So can we just have the predictions, though, Barcelona tonight? Uh, look, I'm prepared to lose. I, I'm not going to make any bones about it. I never really say that. But I think Barcelona are in superb form this season. You know, we've had our issues. I would be absolutely over the moon with a draw. Um, I think we get a draw. Uh, you know, I think score. that's a brilliant thing. I think score, I think we'll lose 2-0. Oh, get out of here. I'm not going with logic. I'm going with my heart. 3-0 Chelsea. Oh, okay. hey. I was going to go for 3-0. Okay, I'm going to go for 2-1 Chelsea. So you're lying then because you wanted to go with 3-0. So I did, but I can't take whatever someone else has picked. As you well know, the rules, the rules. rules, there are rules. Rules are there to be broken. United, away. I think we'll beat United. I'm going to go, I'm going to reverse that 2-0 and say we're going to beat United 2-0. 2-1 to Chelsea. Oh, I was going to go for that as well. I'm going to go for 1-0 Chelsea. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet tonight, even though I said 3-0. But <laughs> that's, that's just my heart talking, talking bollocks then. I'm talking like a fan. Yeah. It's great. It's much better than that oh, boring it from my heart, from my heart, I think we'll win 2-0. From my head, we're going to lose 2-0. You know, there you go. Idiot. How can you right. have heart and head at doing different things? We're just you probably can't, ourselves. You probably can't way, walk I don't know straight. is the answer. I hope we just put a performance in. Yeah, we will. This is it. This has been the Chelsea. It's going to be a fantastic week. Don't you worry. When you see us next week, we'll have won everything. See you all soon. Au revoir. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle 
local IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.